This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Monday, October 24th. I'm Julia Caulfield. In today's headlines, Mountain Village Police sees increase in arrests, prick or treat at the Halloween health fair, psilocybin comes to town, and a mountain weather forecast. This summer, investigations and arrests were up in the town of Mountain Village. Our investigations went up pretty pretty drastically, about 15, 15 calls more, and our arrests went up from, from 2 to 11, and that's just physical arrests. That's Matt Moyer, Mountain Village Deputy Chief of Police, briefing Mountain Village Town Council last week. To give you guys kind of an update on how things are working, The DA, the courts, the judges, kind of how things are going in the country, not just here, is they're preferring people be summonsed with kind of like a ticket instead of arrested, unless it's like a very violent issue. Um, So 11 is our physical arrest where we put handcuffs on someone and they went to jail. But we also have six county summons, which could have been arrest, but we choose to use discretion and write them as summons if it's not something that's vitally that they go to jail. Um, and six municipal summons. So it comes out to about 23 for the 26 weeks. So about close to one, one a week we're charging someone with a crime. According to Moyer, the arrests include domestic violence, DUIs, drugs, burglaries, and menacing. Um, so we're seeing, we're seeing the crimes here, um, not on the scale of like a big city, but we are seeing them. And our officers are, are able to investigate them fully, going to different detective schools and writing warrants. So um, even with the, the less amount of officers, the investigations and arrests have gone up greatly, which is really cool to see um, everyone working hard. With that said, calls for service have gone down between summer 2021 and summer 2022. Moyer says that's largely due to staffing shortages. The Mountain Village Police Department has lost three officers over the past several months. But Mayor Leila Benitez notes she's not concerned about things like traffic stops going down. I'm not concerned about the traffic contacts going down, especially with the staffing you have. But it's great to see how much safer it looks with the more dangerous issues being faced head on. Moyer adds the department is spending a lot of time training with other municipalities. Some of the main things that we focused on this past six months was active shooter. Um, especially with the rescue task force of having integrating the fire and EMS to help get um, people that are injured out immediately to help save lives quicker, Um, which um, we actually went to the school and practiced and did scenarios. So we're planning on making this like a um, training that we do like twice a year at a minimum to uh, really make sure that things like Uvalde, the Texas incident, stuff like that doesn't happen here in our community. But with those staffing shortages, Moyer says they're looking for other ways to engage with the community. He points to a recent national night out, coffee with a cop, and the police department is looking to develop what he calls an explorer program. Which would be to find kids that are interested in the law enforcement profession, and we bring them on and we teach them stuff, and they get to train with us and do ride-alongs and, and really um, get that impact on kids um, early, early on. Um, and we've also been having meetings, all the agencies, with the um, Latinx group um, to get more of a relationship with our Hispanic community, um, which has been really helpful, um, seeing what what their um, 
views are on law enforcement and how we can combat that and help that relationship. From April to September 2022, the Mountain Village Police Department responded to nearly 2,000 calls with an average response time of just under seven minutes. They made 18 traffic contacts with 76 investigations and 11 arrests. Halloween is the season for scary. Goblins, vampires, zombies. But one thing should not be on that ever-so-scary list. Vaccines! This week, San Miguel County Public Health is teaming up with the Telluride School District for a Halloween health fair. This is really a place for us as public health to provide flu vaccines, COVID vaccines, and boosters for the whole family, including those updated bivalent boosters. Um, to protect against the Omicron subvariant of COVID. That's San Miguel County Public Health Director Grace Franklin. On top of that, there'll be children's crafts and activities, festive snacks and treats to kick off the week celebration, um, and lots of regional partners sharing info about their support services for families. Partners include the Telluride Regional Medical Center, Tri-County Health Network, San Miguel Resource Center, Pinhead Institute, and Karma Tutoring. Tons more, right? Like the library. It's going to be a, a blast. Um, the Wilkinson Library, they're going to be um, having a tree of life to honor loved ones that have passed, and students are encouraged to bring an ornament or a photo to celebrate the Dia de los Muertos or Day of the Dead. Um, the tree will then be moved to the library after the health fair, so the whole community can participate and appreciate in this tradition. The Halloween health fair is free and open to the public. You don't need to get a vaccine to participate in the fair, and you don't need an ID or health insurance to get the vaccine. The health fair will take place at the Telluride Intermediate School gym on Tuesday, October 25th from 1 to 5 p.m. Ballots are in the mail, early voting has begun, election day is just two weeks from Tuesday, and groups are making the rounds to share information on ballot measures. Right now we're on a statewide tour. Uh, we're hitting, we just left Trinidad, we're going to Alamosa, stop in Durango, and then Telluride. That's Kevin Matthews, Coalition Director for Natural Medicine Colorado and Chief Proponent for the Natural Medicine Health Act of 2022. Matthews is working in support of Proposition 122, which would create a state system for adults to access psilocybin in healthcare settings. So that adults 21 years of age and older can access natural medicine services. And they would access these services at state licensed and regulated healing centers, um, and then also approved healthcare locations like palliative care hospice, and addiction treatment centers, and they would receive those services from state-trained and licensed natural medicine facilitators. The proposition would also remove criminal penalties for the personal use and possession of natural medicine. When it comes to what Matthews means by natural medicine... We're defining natural medicines as uh, dimethyltryptamine, ibogaine, mescaline, not including peyote, psilocybin, and psilocin. The Natural Medicine Colorado team will be in Telluride this week for a meet-and-greet with the community to answer questions and share information on the ballot measure. For Matthews, he says the bill would give Coloradans another option when it comes to addressing their health. Considering that right now we're facing a mental health crisis in the state, uh, we're also facing a veteran suicide crisis in the state, the intent here, especially if we're considering the research, 
and this research that's occurred over the past, at least the past 20 years, looking at natural medicines like psilocybin mushrooms to uh, treat things like major depression and anxiety and even substance use disorders. We simply want to give Coloradans another option to uh, address their mental and behavioral health issues. He makes sure to note the bill would not make psychedelics legal for recreational use. Still, opponents of the measure worry decriminalization could lead to increased use among young people. The Proposition 122 information session will take place on Wednesday, October 26th at the Ride Lounge from 5 to 7 p.m. There will be free food, drinks, and live music from Emily Scott Robinson. A spooky storm, an eerie mansion, dancing Transylvanians, and an oiled-up chiseled man. It could only mean one thing. Telluride Theater's Rocky Horror Picture Show is back. A Halloween favorite, the theater presents a live shadow cast of the science fiction cult classic. The evening will feature a screening of the movie itself, with live theatrics performed by local actors. The film was originally released in 1975 as a parody tribute to science fiction and horror B-movies of the 1930s to 1960s, and quickly became a cult classic. Rocky Horror Picture Show tells the story of Brad and Janet, who, after getting stuck in a storm, end up at the mansion of Dr. Frankenverter. They lose their innocence as they're introduced to Frank's eccentric world of sexual innuendos, fishnets, dark humor, and quirky characters. And audiences don't just watch a Rocky Horror Shadowcast. They experience it. Members of the audience are encouraged to dress up in costume, bring their own props, yell out their favorite lines, and do the time warp. Hot dogs, confetti, and jello are prohibited. Rocky Horror Picture Show will take place for one night only on Friday, October 28th at 9 p.m. Tickets are available at TellurideTheater.org or at the door. Candidates running to represent Colorado's new 8th Congressional District were asked about Latino issues at a forum last week. As KOTO's Lucas Brady-Woods reports, they were asked about abortion, immigration, and environmental justice. One of the candidates, Democratic State Representative Yadira Caraveo, said at the event that abortion is a medical decision and not something the government should interfere with. Her opponent, Republican State Senator Barb Kirkmeyer, is pro-life and said she opposes any abortions funded by taxpayers. On immigration, Caraveo, the daughter of Mexican immigrants, emphasized a path to citizenship, while Kirkmeyer focused on securing the U.S.-Mexico border. The candidates' positions also clashed when asked about Colorado's 2019 oil and gas reform bill. Caraveo maintained her support for it, while Kirkmeyer said it went too far. Both candidates also spoke about economic challenges facing Coloradans, which is a top issue for voters. Almost 40 percent of voters in the 8th District are Latino, more than any other district in the state. The event was hosted by the Latino Action Council. I'm Lucas Brady-Woods. Droughts in the U.S. are developing more quickly than they used to. KUNC's Alex Hager reports on recent findings from environmental scientists at CU Boulder. In the past, researchers thought drought took multiple seasons or even years to fully develop. But a recent study from the Cooperative Institute for Research in Environmental Sciences shows they're getting more intense more quickly. 
Researchers say changes in temperature and precipitation were already drying out soil, but when ocean patterns like El Nino lead to weather changes, those droughts get drier faster. The study also says warm droughts are likely to get intense in a hurry, and climate change means we're likely to see more of those quick-onset droughts, the kind that can catch farmers and water managers off guard. I'm Alex Hager. The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for mostly clear skies tonight with a low around 15 degrees. Tuesday should be sunny during the day and mostly cloudy at night with a 20% chance of snow showers. The high is around 40 degrees with a low in the mid-20s. Wednesday, there's a 50% chance of snow showers. The high is around 40 degrees. Wednesday night, snow showers are likely with a low around 20 degrees. This has been the news for Monday, October 24th. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 970-728-3206. And now, personal commentaries. The Progressive Women's Caucus Blue Book Party returns this Thursday, October 27th for a breakdown of the upcoming ballot measures and elected offices on this year's ballot. Join us at Whittier Restaurant at 5.30 p.m. on Thursday. Bring your blue books, ballots, and your questions as we discuss the pros and cons of each item. We will provide some light appetizers, and the bar will be open for drinks, non-alcoholic included. Spanish interpretation will also be provided. Visit our website for more information on general election and voting details at www.sanjuanprogressive.org and click on the 2022 Election Info tab. We hope to see you on Thursday. Hello, Kodo listeners. Do you have a child age eight years old or younger? If so, join Bright Futures and Wilkinson Public Library every other Tuesday for a free parent support group. Upcoming meetings are on October 25th, November 8th, and November 22nd. We will meet in the library's magazine room from 1130 to 1230. Parenting is hard, and this group is judgment-free and full of empathy. Kids are welcome, and snacks will be provided. See you at the library. Opinions broadcast over KOTO are those of the speakers. You're also invited to express your views after the news or on access each weekday at around 4 p.m. If you would like to comment, please contact a staff person here at Koto. We encourage you to speak out on important public issues.